On today's episode of the Agency Broadcast, Cloda and I figure out how to package an inbound retainer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Agency Broadcast. I am always am your host, Alex Crum. I am a senior professor on the HubSpot Academy, and I'm coming up on, I guess, five years now at HubSpot in no March. Way. In wow. March of 2017, it'll be five years. That's uh, amazing. Doing doing this thing, well, not this thing in particular. I was congratulations. <laughs> thank you. I was a I was a channel consultant before this, and I was on the support team before that. So it's been a journey to say the least. And whose voice is everybody else hearing? It's Claude Higgins, and I'm a project uh, program manager on the agency growth team. As I walked, I'm here in Boston today, this week before Inbound, and as I walked in the door to, yeah, on Monday morning, I realized it's three and a half years. Oh, man. Since I first started working at HubSpot as a channel consultant looking after the APAC region. And by now, I've probably consulted to over 250 agencies across APAC, EMEA, and worked with some of the key guys in the States as well. Were you one of the first Dublin CCs? I was number three. So the CC role kind of came about as I walked in the door where they were figuring out how can we manage the relationships better and blend the marketing, consulting, and the account management together. When I walked in the door, I had agency experience. I own my own agency. So it was like, oh, hang on, we could maybe do this. So I was a consultant number three. And as I sat in a meeting room the other day, I think there were like, there's 30 consultants in Dublin. There's a few in Singapore, Sydney, and about 60 here. Would that be right? There are so many. Yeah, I've lost count. I used to, I I was one of the first ones in Cambridge with Evan Dean and Adrian Mayshar and Tim Dearlove and everybody else. I think it was the performance of CCs like you over in Dublin in the US. Everyone's like, they're doing it right over there. Let's steal some of their ideas and implement it because the agencies are being so successful when you have these fully charged consultants to help out the partner. Yeah, and getting more experience. So yeah, yeah, we were the experiment. So call it 100. So I was number three, (laughs) three and a half years ago. And here we are like 100 consultants later. The the baffling thing is I'm meeting new partners who are coming in and they're saying, hey, do you know this agency? They're fantastic. I want to speak to them. And I look back through my notes and yeah, I worked with them. They were one of the first partners that I brought on board and now they're celebrity level agencies. And that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but also humbling and... Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people yeah, in my career. At we've talked spot. to a lot of people. So hopefully we know a little bit to be um, justified to be on we this We are the podcast. complete authority <laughs> on this topic. Everybody else is wrong. Yeah, no. I don't think so. But today we are going to talk about packaging retainers. And yeah. this is the structure part of it. We're going to focus on why it's important how you can piece the disparate elements for building a retainer together and what that end product might look like when you go through the whole process. Now we're gonna go through the first two major questions around it and then I'm gonna point everybody to the most appropriate resource to execute. Great. And then we'll jump more to the final product at the very end, but we'll get to that when we get to that. To begin, we always ask the simplest question ever, why do you need an inbound retainer? The short answer is there are there are always so many reasons. Doesn't matter the size of the agency, doesn't matter the breadth of services that you offer, doesn't matter how long you've been working. You yeah. could be something brand new, you could be an agency that is four, five, 10 years old, been in the game for a really long time and pivoted with the ages. At any given point, it's always a good idea to take a look back at what you've, what you've offered 
potentially update your, your services, potentially update your methodology to make sure that the information that you're conveying to your end clients is clear and precise and in line with the times. There are so many other questions to explore. I don't want to make anybody feel like, oh, the main number one reason why is this or that. Yeah. There, there, are always, there are always going to be reasons, no matter the size or the type of agency. There are a few different reasons for this, yeah. So I think we get this question a lot, especially as an agency would start to work with us. <clears throat> They're brand new and they have been doing proposals individually over and over again and that's very time consuming uh, you end up customizing your work so what we what we aim to do as we work with our agency partners is to help them streamline their business the first kind of place you'd start to go if you were to understand how your agency functions right now just like you said it's like doing a bit of an audit ongoing what, what do we do? There's a lot of self-reflection that you Correct. go through. You look at what have we done well, what have we, yep. where have we come up short, who have we loved working with? You know, these are all basic questions, but they are good to throw out here at the very beginning of this conversation. It's a look at how have you functioned in the past? What do you want to fix? Not to say that there's necessarily going to be something to fix, mm -hmm. but you might have just been heads down for yeah. a number of months for years perhaps yeah and you look at the metrics that you're tracking look at the hours that you're spending on this particular task or the money you've made on that particular task yeah and maybe you've just been so dead ahead and you haven't looked back on anything to really take stock this is the opportunity to codify yeah the results of all of that hard work and take those results and take those how many hours did we spend on social media how many hours did we spend on blogging how many hours did we spend having phone calls correct and conversations with our clients let's take all that and box it up and take it take a really hard look at how it all functions together because it should click yep so there are only so many hours in the day for your agency and for for yep. your clients as well yeah and it's important to clarify and define the services that you're capable of offering i hear this a lot from agencies they're going oh i really don't like doing you know websites or content work and it's like because they they kind of took the work because it was easy or a client asked them or for familiar. it they're familiar with it they didn't want to say no to the money but in reality they don't enjoy doing the work it's not profitable for them their staff isn't motivated or happy by it uh, it's not why the staff actually joined the company they might have joined to be inbound marketing specialists but all of a sudden they're just proofreading copy on a on a website that's the baffling thing to me that's the biggest part of the why yeah. why does your company exist yeah. well i inherited the company from this person and they did an okay job and we've been making money no yeah why do you exist yeah. why does your agency specifically sell inbound services to companies that make gutters that's right why yeah. gutters yeah <laughs> why, why do you like that why is that important to you why is it auto dealerships why is it why is it anything why is the agency function the way that it does if you're going to be as transparent as an inbound agency needs to be you need to have that genuine passion for it or at least it's very very helpful absolutely yeah i mean that's why we get people to do buyer personas is mm. because it's like well who do you like working with when you wake up in the morning and you're walking into your own agency you should be working with people that you enjoy in the industry that you know you love talking about and and doing the work that you love to do this is your business and you're working for an agency if you didn't like any of what you're doing day to day who you're talking to the industry and the work you should just go and get a job 
Yeah. You know, because that's like you. It's your choice. It's your ship. It's your direction. Yeah. And and this is really a part of. Uh, this is why packaging and pricing people are like oh I don't really like doing this but it's such a backbone to who you're going to attract into the business and the work that you're going to do and creating the business that you love and enjoy every day getting up in the morning and going I'm really happy to do this you know it makes you realer yeah it does it makes you know that yeah why 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 do we go to why do we go practice these things why do we execute on these things because this is genuinely something that I know that I can make a difference doing. And when that is fused into the way that your business is structured, that means the action of self-assessment and improvement is that much more intrinsic to everything that you are doing. You have a passion to improve all of these things because you really care about the way that your business functions and the way that your clients are served. That's right, yeah. And then another, you know, big reason why is like you really have to make potential clients understand the services uh, that you, your agency provides are packaged in a way that's easy for them to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So people, if they, yes, you can do a proposal every time. Yes, you can do a customization. And what I've seen over and over again with agencies is they'll have one proposal that they cut and paste and copy and mistakes are made and they're confusing and they're offering things to clients that were from an old proposal that aren't relevant to what they're doing so a package is a great way having you know a simple three packages a b and c best better bestest good good, better best (laughs) yeah it does help a client a prospective client understand that these are the services that you offer here how they're packaged and the service industry is structured that way if you if you go and look at any service industry this is how they're packaged and you don't have to look at other agencies you could look at other business models to give you an example of that You want to make yourself easy to explain. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the inbound industry, in marketing agencies, in digital media agencies. The clients are a little bit spooked about already. So don't give them another reason by being all cagey about your pricing. Make it transparent, make it simple, and then put a caveat down the bottom going, if there's something on here that you can't see that you would like us to do, please talk to us directly. And that's when you can get involved in customization and having a one-to-one conversation with them. Yeah, and you bring up a good point around making sure that you can explain the actions that you are going to do on behalf of the client. Even when I have conversations with very tenured, very experienced, very successful agencies within HubSpot, within the partner program, they themselves oftentimes forget even the definitions of their particular services. That's right. They say, oh, that's that's email automation. Well, is that email nurturing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, sometimes. Well, we wrote it as email nurturing in this one particular package. And that's fine. That's fine if when you're serving that one particular client that you happen to write it down as email nurturing because that was the easiest way to explain it to the client in that particular instance. That's right, yeah. But you don't want to get caught where you're comparing tomato, tomato, apple, orange. You have to listen to the the client that's in front of you at that time. At that time, exactly at that time. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that that is all in place that way when you come up to the next client so you can develop a case study and say the last person that we spoke to of a client your size requesting you these services here is how we applied it to them it's as modern as possible when you get into that conversation because yeah. if you're still using this is sad but if you're still using last year's verbiage or the year before uh, yeah. it's, have you, do you ever go and look for a blog post or you look for advice on something it's like this blog post is two years old yeah it's about it's about the Google algorithm, and it's two years old. Are you going to read that? No. No. So exactly. you have to update your language, and this is a process that is rolling. Keep you can it always, fresh. yeah, you can always keep it fresh. Always be updating it. It's completely fine. But 
be as consistent consistent as possible. That is why we need to build a retainer around these services. Clarity for yourself and also clarity for your end clients. Yeah. So how are we going to actually do these? Aha, that's a very <laughs> good question. This is what we get asked a lot. <laughs> yeah. How do I do it? How uh, do I do this? Well, the official HubSpot project says that you can do the whole thing in five hours. Nice. Spread out over the course of a week. We're going to get down to that a little bit later on. I would, stay, I would say that you start with something that you mentioned earlier, the backbone. Yeah. You start with the backbone of your agency. This is back to the why yep. question. Why is your agency structured this way? Why do you deliver these services? Why are you structured around a very particular main pillar? Mm-hmm. The yep. way that you function. Yeah, so what you're good at, what you like doing as a business. I think in these instances, depending how long the agency is together, uh, it's a good idea to maybe do a lunch and learn workshop, get everyone in a room, mm-hmm. pull up the buyer personas, pull up the list of services, uh, pull up the happy stories, what what went well, and pull up the sad stories, what did not go well. And sit down as a, as a, as a team and openly discuss, you know, we don't like working with that buyer persona. I really don't like working with that particular type of industry maybe it's um they're all doing cosmetics cosmetic surgeons and they worked with those type of clients and the company really doesn't enjoy working with them they prefer to work with fashion you, yeah. you've no idea so i think a, a simple place is to start with what you're good at as a business and as a team and as people in the team maybe just having an informal chat to start the conversation would be a good place to start yeah i would say go and look at what is listed how do you identify yourself yeah publicly what's out there Go to your own website, go to your customer invoices, go to your account managers, like you said, mm-hmm. get everybody in a room and examine all of the evidence to discover what is it that your business is really, really good at. Well, yeah. this particular thing made us a lot of money. This particular thing makes us very happy. These are the types of clients that our account managers love to work with. Great. Those are all wonderful pieces of evidence to rediscover or reconfirm what it is that is your main business pillar. Yeah. And that's fine if you suddenly have a revelation and discover, oh my gosh, we're, we're actually, we specialize in this. Yeah. We used to specialize in website development. Now we specialize in something entirely different. That's right. Yeah. I, I read uh, Josh Harkis's book on, on the way over a closing culture from I, Hewlett. Yeah. Josh, Josh is definitely a character. He's, he's, he's one hell of a character. But one of the things I really liked and enjoyed from his was he just asked the question, who's bringing in the most money and who is the easiest to work with? Yeah. That's the backbone of their buyer personas, how they set up their services, who they like to work with, their packages, is based around those two very simple questions, which I have to say I really loved. It's, it's, it's very simple. Um, and that, that's really, from, from his business, that's how we, how we kind of, you can see that coming through their agency. How do you structure a inbound retainer? Well, yeah. you look at the main pillar. Yeah. When you have your main pillar, then you can spin complementary services off of that and yep. discover these are the services that are spun from this main this main offering that we have. That's right, yeah. And, and not to be afraid to go niche in this area. I think this is what we get a lot from agencies as well. They're, they want to be a one-stop shop or all services I or just, we do everything. I just <laughs> talked to Sarah Phillips about this yesterday. I sat in on one of her sessions and yeah. you, know, you, may, you all may recognize her name as one of the people who develops a lot of the resources for the partner program at HubSpot. Yeah. She has this wonderful presentation about positioning. Mm-hmm. One of the very first slides that she includes in there is you cannot be everything for everybody because then you will never be found for anything yeah. because let's say you need a photographer for your wedding and you go and you google something 
do you pick the person who is good at photographing everything? Yeah. No. Or wedding photography. You want you want to be more specific. You yeah. want your agency to be the wedding photography. Yeah. For we, something. Because we have moved past that. I think years ago, um, in the beginning, when digital media agencies, you know, if we say eight eight to ten years ago, they were coming to surface. It was an all, or you know, you were looking for everyone who's an expert in it. And now we've moved past. You want somebody who's like who's a really good expert in a Facebook social um, connecting with a particular audience, um, a younger demographic. So clients are now. More more mature in their their knowledge of this so they are looking for specifics and that makes you even more attractive as an agency if you say we love we're an agency that specializes in connecting you with the youth demographic for the fashion industry boom that's beautiful exactly you know and and don't be afraid of that and building packages around that is is a really you know your positioning and your packaging um go hand in hand yeah we've got a lot of content coming up on that over the next few Weeks and as we go into inbound, there's going to be a lot of that. But it's it's a it's still a topic people and agencies are afraid of. They're afraid of being niche. Don't be afraid to be niche. Is, yeah. is the is the message. And and harkening back to the conversation that I had with Sarah yesterday, one mm-hmm. more time, the way that she structures the positioning statements for agencies, it is we blank for blank. Yes. By blanking because problem. Yeah. Because we love to. And people, yeah, because we love to. <laughs> yeah. Slap slap that up at the top of your website. We are a multinational inbound marketing and sales agency yep. for millennials in yep. the fashion industry. We serve that by reaching out on all forms of social media, Snapchat, right. Instagram, yep. Facebook, and Vine, rest in peace. Because, yeah. <laughs> because it's a very, very viable market. Yep. And that's that's your positioning statement. That is the core of your agency. And all of a sudden, the services begin to blossom that's out right. of that. Yeah. yeah. Not being afraid to. And one of the ones um, I love to see on our website as well is going, we help X businesses achieve what their goals are by doing these things. So I love the we help. Yeah. I, I love that one. Is and or this is what we do, or this is how we make a difference. Don't be afraid of that. And that becomes a core tenant of your retainer as mm-hmm. you're developing it, as you're rediscovering or discovering what it is that you love to do, the types of clients that you love to work with, how you best serve them based on the work that you've done in the past. The other opportunity when you're developing an inbound retainer is to discover, man, what have we kind of come short on in the yeah. past? What have, what do we want to either improve or what do we want to trim entirely? Correct. Yeah. Like it's a, this particular looking at your packages is a really good opportunity to go. Do you know, we, 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 we're not very good at doing this particular type of work. I kind of bring websites into it. It takes a certain kind of mindset to be involved in website work. And if you're, you as an agency don't enjoy doing that, this is now the time to trim it, outsource it partner with somebody collaborate with another hubspot agency partner who's brilliant at doing this maybe there's you know and i know that there's somebody out there for another agency to partner with agencies that don't like dealing with maybe the fashion industry face to face because they feel that they're intimidated by them they just love to build websites there is somebody out there for your agency to partner with Anyone who's in the inbound industry knows how much collaboration goes on behind the scenes. Agencies work together all the time. So now you're looking at your packages, you're going, you know what, let's be honest, we don't like doing that particular type of work. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to cut it out, 
maybe you don't have to walk away from the business maybe you'll outsource it to still offer it but you're not going to make as much profit margin on it but you're going to have happier healthy and more um, successful client results if you cut the work that you don't love doing you can't fake that in a small business anymore you can't pretend you like doing something that you don't it resonates very strongly in your work when you're doing what you love and it doesn't terrify a prospective client when you not say by the way we have yep. a great group of friends over at this other agency who are also and they, yeah and they, spot, they yeah. rule at building websites or they are fantastic at developing the highest quality yep. best looking ebooks yeah yep. something of that capacity that way that way the client knows that you're hooked up in the industry correct and you know you have your finger on the pulse and you know well enough to not try to throw something together on your own behalf but yep. you know well enough to go to your friends when you need help yeah and they're going to br- build an amazing website bring it over to you and your area of expertise is the content is the social is the connecting or whatever that is for your agency so you're showing them that you're not trying to be one stop shop um one one stop shop one stop shop <laughs> for all yeah for all <laughs> yeah. yeah because that backs you into a corner yeah. and it makes you less appealing it's, oh people can smell that a mile away yeah it's it's the sea of sameness anybody yeah. who has ever said i don't want to write a blog post because I feel like everybody has already written this blog post. Yeah, that's really likely. Find your love and passion for that's a right. particular area. That is where the genuine nature can shine through. And when you have an industry that has, is as transparent as in marketing and sales, you need that honesty. You need yep. that transparency. And that's a, that's, a, that's a benefit. That's not something that wounds the way that Correct. your business functions. Stop feeling guilty about Absolutely. things that you don't necessarily offer at your agency. Tap into your contacts. Get to know people throughout the industry. HubSpot puts on hugs. They put some, they put on events. Yep. They welcome in people in general geographic areas just to come in and discuss these things. Yep. Ask your CC. Ask your CAM. Um, get to get to events. You know, inbound is going to be a fantastic collaboration. I think that was one of the big things that really hit me last year. It was last year was my second inbound, and I saw the agencies collaborating together, and I realized inbound is an industry. It's not just about marketing and sales. It's an actual industry and ideas come out of it. Collaborations come out of it. Um, It's definitely not one of those cutthroat, aggressive industries where nobody talks to each other or shares information so if even if there's just an inbound event local in your area get to it and you'll find somebody to collaborate with now we're back into the how on the execution side of things Mm -hmm. and we mentioned earlier figuring out what metrics are you tracking yeah hourly spends money you've made which services have been the best what was earning you money these are the questions that you come back to in that meeting where you get everybody in the room and you start listing off these experiences with your account managers or your sales team or anybody who's worked with clients outward facing in the past, line up those things. And a lot of the times people don't go through that activity. They might jot down, oh, I did X task for X number of hours, yeah. but they don't necessarily line up the earnings from your work yeah. thus far. You haven't lined up your metrics and your hours thus far on various deals or line up the services and actually actually name them again we we talked about that and you say well is that content creation or is that blogging that's do right you, do you differentiate between them why are you differentiating between them because you want to have clarity for internally and also externally that is how you go from from point a of discovering what is your agency about to point b of the more granular month to month week to week minute to minute services and write down all those metrics that you've been tracking as well up until this point if you can't write that stuff down at this point, you're gonna to have to start tracking the data to make a concerted 
decision. Absolutely. On, on what you want to do going forward. Yeah. Anyone that knows me, it's my like passion for having, you know, agencies are created by people who are so creative. They want this um, really kind of glamorous business. They think it's very sexy. And then when you t sit down and go, you need a project management software, you need to um, track your hours. This is the really unattractive part to most of the um, inbound agencies that we work with. And it's the most essential. If you can just get the right packages that work behind the scene, the right software that's not interrupting your staff's day-to-day work or maybe there's a slight bit of work that they have to do but they're bought into the reason I'm tracking all of this is because we're going to have a better business this is fundamental if you can get a good project management time tracking software into your business that's easy to manage that everyone updates all the time or the CRM we've got the sales pro products mm -hmm. anything like that for your business if you can get that in as a base and beca it becomes the norm everyone's using it it's like email everyone uses Gmail in our account in our business everyone uses this project management software this time tracking software you get that in in a year's time you're going to be able to make some executive decisions about your business somebody might say I love doing social media and you can pull up the hours and go you do well why have you only spent five hours on average for every client doing the social media and by the way that's not profitable work let's talk about it yeah you have facts and figures to go with the feelings that go around the business and it can really help you accelerate your business I know for a fact it's the difference between being a platinum partner and being a diamond partner is processes. Yeah. Is having project management repeatable. software. Repeatable. Repeatable processes, time tracking, analyzing the business, financial software. That is the difference between a platinum agency and a diamond agency. You're an incredibly in an incredibly luxurious situation if you are already tracking hours and you aren't entirely sure why, because this is exactly why. Huge. I it had this exactly conversation why. with Nick Sal a couple of months ago. Yeah at IMR over in uh, over in Waltham, Mass. He was doing tons of hourly tracking for everybody. Yeah. They weren't entirely sure what they wanted to do in terms of deploying that data. And we talked and we talked and he said, oh yeah, we do need to really put all this stuff down on paper and track it and make yeah. sure, yes, it's being tracked. Let's make sure that the time being tracked is going to the right place and that yeah. we are making the right amount of money and that we aren't wasting our time and that we aren't wasting the client's time. And yeah, it'll fig you'll there's so, there's it so many there's so many ands in that yeah. and you yeah see there I go and there's plenty of software out there now that is simple as just logging in yeah you know and now with HubSpot software as well there's plenty of ways for tracking things in in the software it might not be an hour by hour but there's plenty of ways of tracking the activities that are going on and what the work that's going to be done it's time to get scientific about this the days of you know we've come a long way since Mad Men was lying <laughs> on the couch having an afternoon snooze with the <laughs> with the scotch yeah and, but and he being invented creative. <laughs> the carousel. He named it the carousel. That was Don Draper's contribution to society. And there you go. men ran crying from the room at the beauty of his creativity. Yeah, well, those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to, yeah, just get the simple software in place or make it very easy for the staff to that that are in your agency to update and give them a common goal going look at we we all want to have an amazing christmas party i want to take you away on a holiday for you know celebrating the the 
results that we've done but we can't do that until we see if we're profitable you can get help from the from the agency to buy in so um, this is a b- big important part of understanding what is profitable in your business the work that you enjoy doing in order for you to help the, create the packages that you need to while we're talking about collaborative software if you're a HubSpot partner and this is an early plug mm. that I want to put in but it's important because as we've been speaking about how to structure your retainer yeah there are so many steps to do this there are so many little tiny quantifiable writing stuff down figuring out the hourly spend thinking about how much each of those hours are worth packaging them into tiers that are most beneficial to agencies or to to clients i should say of different sizes that is a much much longer conversation but it doesn't have to be a terribly complicated conversation if you're a hubspot partner and you want to apply what you've learned here today go to the project section of your productivity dropdown within your HubSpot portal and just search for creating an inbound retainer. And there's a project template straight in there that is really good. (laughs) And it will walk you through this entire process. It'll walk you through exactly what we just talked about. Finding your main pillar, finding your complementary services, getting your hours into place, asking the right questions of the right people. Factoring in your agency's overhead, factoring in how often you think a client is going to be getting leads and how much those leads and new customers for the client, how much those are worth to them. And that way those numbers can roll back up to you and say, we are going to bring you X number of new customers and those new customers are worth X number of dollars. Therefore, our hourly spend on this email marketing, we will charge you this number for it. And that is how our retainer works. Yeah, it's fantastic that we have this facility now. And, you know, I just want to caveat to agencies, this is not fun work. Uh, Block the time out. You can't do it in the middle of your session. Just go, okay, you know, maybe there's a bank holiday coming up or a day off um, from your business. This is the kind of work that you need to zone into and just Mm -hmm. get in and do it because it's a huge difference. You will thank yourself so many times over six months later when you're pulling out these packages and you know that they're profitable you're going to be able to go thank god i spend those hours but don't try and do it in the middle of the week or in in between client meetings block out like three or four hours five or six hours of just getting in that zone and doing it um it's one of those jobs that uh isn't isn't fun to do at the time but extremely fun you know six months nine months down the track when it's easy for your business to do this and they're profitable and you've got happy staff as well the project states that it takes about five hours over the course of one week cool i wouldn't recommend taking that as advice to oh i'm going to put an hour into this each day for a week it's hard to be in the mindset it's a five it's it's a five hour investment of time but go to your portal go to the productivity drop down go to projects search for creating an inbound retainer, the project pops right up there, walks you through, points you to the appropriate tools that you might need internally in HubSpot. For the most part, there isn't really much internal stuff. There are resources and Excel sheets to help you track all of these things. And it all calculates everything out so it can tell you how much a given retainer for a given client with a given number of customers is going to be worth to you. Nice. And when you do that, again, if you are a HubSpot partner listening, write a one sentence email to your HubSpot point of contact, write it to your CC or to your CAM to let them know that 
you're doing this, and they can jump in and help you out with it. Nice. We've done the, the how and the why, and now we're going to talk about what. Like, yeah. Why, why aren't we going into the pricing until next time? Uh, we're not going to go into the pricing until uh, next time. I, I believe David and I will have a conversation around that. He is Super. off. He's off in his workshop right now, developing the mad science behind the best way to charge for one thing or another, yeah. dependent upon the value, again, of a customer to your client. So pricing will cover off in the next edit. Pricing will be another another time. We're talking more about just sort of the building yeah. part of it this time. Nevertheless, what is the end product of all of this work? And I would say once you've gone through the retainer building process, yep. you then have a proposal. Correct. Yep. That's what you really want to have is a, a, like a template for this information. It's going to be we're using the package, you know, A as the basis of this proposal and here's the additional work we're going to do for you, um, Mr. Client, and this is how much a customer is worth to you, but it's done in a way that it's actually easy to replicate, not um, making a new one all the time. We have some great companies that have made proposal software that has not been around for a long time. It's There's, intimidating how it's, good some of these things I, are. Have you seen Pandadoc? I yeah. got a walkthrough of that the other day. It Staggering. is amazing. You can see... It integrates with HubSpot and you can see who opened the document, where they've been, how many times they're clicking on it, where they're going. Um, it's just like HubSpot software, but in a proposal. It's like, like it's, Wistia for PDFs. I know, right? It's amazing. Um, I haven't had a walkthrough of Proposify. Have you seen any of that? Uh, I talked to Evan Dean about it. Yeah. And he has used it in a couple of instances, develops a really good document with really good graphics. And the proposal is meant to sum up all of the sharing that you've done. Got it, right. With your client. That's great. All of the services that you've point out, pointed out, why you're delivering these services, what is the goal of mm -hmm. all of this work. Again, we are not simply here to make a bunch of money. That is a byproduct of the fact that we are doing something that we love, delivering it to a client that understands what the hard work really is. Love it. That's and really good. That, that end product, the presentation, the proposal, is not simply a spreadsheet of the hours that you're going to spend. It is not simply a Word doc it with make. the stuff listed out. Yeah. It is not simply a PowerPoint that you present to them. It is something that you give to them, and it is a summation of all of the work that you've done up to this point and what you should anticipate going forward. Yeah. Um, one thing I always say as well with when it comes to proposals is going through the process of identifying all the pain that the, the client has is really important. So you've, you're, when you're when the client comes to you and go, hey, we need some help with SEO, you know, and you dig into that and you uncover it. Yes, they need help with SEO, but they also need help with their email marketing. They also need help with their conversion rate. As an agency, when somebody comes to you with one problem, it's your job to dig in and find as many other problems because they're all linked as part of the bigger inbound marketing picture and then inbound sales as a result of that. And it's really important to pull those problems out at the very top, because as you talk with a client over and back, the problems kind of filter into the background. It becomes all about the work. It's a, and then instead of going, you know, you're three months deep into a client relationship and they're like, they've forgotten. The you problems. can't lose that. That's right. You have to have their problems going. You came to us because this is what you were not getting. And that should be at the top of the proposal. It should be at the top of every report. Um, never put the problems away. The problems should be there reminding them that's why you're doing all this work together. Because yeah. I've seen that happen over again. The problems kind of get swept under the carpet. It all becomes about the work. The work gets done. The work brings in results. And they forget why they were hiring the agency. Because everything's swimming along rosily. Yeah. <laughs> Nine times out of yeah. ten. Yeah, you can't. 
You can never forget that why factor yes, of it. it has the to how be. is those services that are obvious and clear and quantifiable. Yeah. How are we going to do it? X number of blog posts, X number of landing pages, X number of new videos, these things. Yeah. Don't lose the why in that. That is what the proposal really solidifies. Yeah, the proposal is really all about, you know, it has to fit your shared personalities and cultures between the agency and the client. It should be a re- very much a reflection when the client reads it, they're going, you know what, this agency listened to us. Wow, these problems are real and this is the only way we're going to get them solved is working with this agency because you listen to them. It has to help tell the story of why you're doing this, how you're going to do it and what you're going to aim to achieve with the results very strongly. This is what we're going to aim to achieve you can't make any guarantees in both positive and negative ways you can't make any guarantees you know that to hit particular things because there's so many variables but on the positive side you can't make any guarantees because so many more things come out of a good inbound marketing campaign that just had no idea were going to happen new relationships new connections by putting good content out there brand new things will happen. So. But you can guarantee that you listened. You can guarantee you listen, and you can guarantee that you're going to do the you, work. You heard it and you were going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The packages help you create an agency that, that you, love. you love. Which that is... That is your... Yeah. That's that's your retainer <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, it helps you build a business around the work that you love to do with your clients. It just makes it so much clearer. Yeah. It lets you put something up on the wall, write it in stone, write it on a plaque, do something fancy. Love it. Make it, put it at the top of your website, back to the positioning statement. Correct. We do X to the XXX for X to these because yeah. of the, these reasons by doing these things. This is why we love to, yeah. This is, that is why it is there. That is why you bother to get out of bed in the morning. That is why yeah. you, yeah. that's why you're psyched to make a hard-earned, hard-earned wad of cash Correct. for these things. That's a byproduct of the happiness that you also achieve through yeah. this. That's, man, that's just the dorkiest summation of the inbound it. movement no, possible. So <laughs> and it helps your prospective clients, the ones that haven't quite come on board yet, understand how your services will get them results because they can look at the work that you've done with past retainers through past proposals and the things that you've achieved, it is clearer to them and they can see themselves working right. with you. Correct. Yep, that's a, a good summary there of, of really why packages are important. And really, if you can link it back to packages are going to be the, bus- the, the main reason you're going to create the agency that you love and have happy staff and have profitable business, it's an important job to do. Beautiful. I have been Alex Crum. You can find more information about the agency broadcast on the main landing page for the show. Sign up. Go to HubSpot.com slash agency dash broadcast for information on upcoming shows, archived versions of past episodes, as well as the sign up to make sure that you know when we record these live. That way you can come and ask questions. You can pal around in the chat with everybody else and also see how the sausage gets made a little yeah. bit. And then once once we do record these episodes live, we then convert them into the podcast format, which is what you are listening to now. You might be listening on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe on iTunes. So if you just go into iTunes and search for Agency Broadcast, you can find the subscription right there. You can also subscribe on your phone, slam this thing into your cup holder as you are doing your morning commute, listen to it on the train. You can also listen to it on any old podcasting app that you like. So if you do have an Android phone, this is built on an RSS feed, just like all other podcasts, which means that you can just download any podcasting app and find us in there. Again, search for agency broadcast. Subscribe on all of those networks. Rate on iTunes. Review as well. It helps with the visibility. That means if we can get more visibility, 
we can start doing more cooler stuff. And that's what we all want to do. We want to have more call-in shows. We want to yeah. have more interaction with the audience. We want more. We want more. You guys can help us do that. So spread the word on social media. Share it with other agencies. Share it with your prospective clients and your clients. I think there's a lot of fun stuff and fun conversation to go on in here. And one more time, I want to remind everybody to go into your project tool within your HubSpot portal and access the create an inbound retainer project to execute on all the things that we have talked about here today. You can follow me, Alex, on Twitter. My handle is at Alex underscore crumb. Cloda, any plugs? I've got get, I'm going to get inbound on Twitter. That's me. <laughs> I made my best joke about that last time. So I'm not yeah, going to. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> the, clenched, the clenched robot Love jaw. It. <laughs> so thank, yeah, thanks a million, Alex. Great topic. Loved, love this. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody. We will see you all next time. Bye. Fancy theme song, fancy theme song, <laughs> fancy theme song. Creative Commons. That was bound to happen. Kosh. <laughs> no one else to know about this. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> the only thing funnier than that would be if my chair collapsed. Uh-oh. I think the audio spike right in that one moment. We'll give it away. I'll know when to, oh, when to seek that out. Deadly.